Do you love the Making a Musical podcast? Please subscribe, like, and review our show so we can get this into the hands of more musical theater lovers just like you. Ticket Peak just named us one of the five best performing arts podcasts out there. We're number three now, but help us out and let's move up that list. Meantime, if you want to learn more about my new off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can get tickets for our 54 Below show. That's October 4th. It's a concert, and you'll get a free album. We also have tickets for our off-Broadway show. That's January 9th, 2020. Tickets for both shows are on sale now. This is the Making a Musical podcast Saturday short. I'm doing a walk and talk today in New York City because, hey, when you're producing an off-Broadway album and an off-Broadway show, no one has time to sit in a studio, a.k.a. bed with pizza crumbs and an empty wine glass by the side to record and then edit a podcast, so I'm going to walk. I'm trying to do this in one take because for the Saturday short, basically, we're going to be talking all about rehearsals. We're going to be talking about the rehearsal and recording that we just had with a two-time Tony nominee. We're going to be talking about our rehearsal for the band and our recording for the band. Oh, man. And our rehearsals for the actors. So I have pretty exciting updates. And I want to respond to something that people have DM'd me privately. And I'd like to kind of give you my take on this publicly. So, ooh, this is a nice little music at that restaurant (laughs) okay so people have reached out new writers a lot of them uh, in high school and still kind of trying to find their groove and a lot of people have reached out on Instagram asking me how do you know if your stuff is any good or how do you what if everyone hates it or how am I supposed to write something like Hamilton or whatever and and I've pretty much given everybody the same advice And I always say have readings and then have first those friends that you love that are involved. And don't make them a collaborator or a, you know, don't team up with them. Just get their thoughts and then go back to doing your own thing. Because I think that when I first started, I was pretty insecure with my own work. I mean, like a long time ago when I was writing as a high school student and in college, pretty insecure. And when I would have friends read my stuff and like it then I felt more confident about it. So I think that if you want to know if your stuff is good, then have people read it. And if they like it, don't let them step into the spotlight with you and take over your project. Uh, Because that has happened when I was a newer writer as well, where I pitch an idea that I really want to write and then someone says, ooh, I'll write that with you. That's um, not what I'm suggesting ever, (laughs) unless you, you know, I don't know work with them but yeah who cares like don't let anyone take your spotlight but this relates to rehearsal because the second part of that is I think that if you surround yourself with really talented people and driven and smart and easygoing and but but passionate and hard-working people like the perfect person but you can find them if you surround yourself with those people it'll really help lift up the production and your writing because you're around people who are passionate and who want to work with you and kind of make something grow and you know maybe if you're having a rough time getting people on board maybe we write it a few more times and then see what they think and then if that still doesn't work I wrote I read one time in a dramatist guild magazine that giving up is perfect 
just, you know, start something new. See if they like that. You know, I'm not saying give up on writing. I'm saying, you know, put the project aside for a second. See if, uh, what else is you have in there? You, um, you have something. Everyone has a story and everyone can write it. But to answer your questions, I don't think you will know if it's any good until you just write it. And also don't write it for anyone, just write it for you. And then see if people like it. One time I wrote this short play called Give Lois a Lay. Oh, it was right after my first play, A Christmas Fart, was at a really small, I don't know, 50 seat theater. It was a 10 minute play in this festival. And um, that was great. We had a fun cast and then we had, the audience was laughing and then we did it in Denver and the audience was laughing. And I was on such a high where I thought to myself, oh yeah, oh yeah, I can write anything and it'll be, it'll land. And then I wrote this terrible, terrible 10 minute play right after that of this old lady who is drunk and exits a bar and then hits on this soldier who looked, who reminded her of the guy who took her virginity. Oh, it was so bad. And, and I remember producing it in New York City at that same theater where Christmas Heart was, very, very small, 10 minute play. And I was just expecting it to kill. And then the whole theater, besides the back row of two teenage girls, it was, it was silent. Because it was not only, I mean, inappropriate, but it was also just weird and so unrealistic. And in my attempt to think, well, in my attempt to be funny, but also in my ego, I got caught up in something so dumb. So I remember, I remember putting the brakes on that one. And there was another play that I wrote when I actually, I didn't, well, not another play. I tried to extend the Christmas fart after that thinking, okay, well, if that didn't land, then maybe the Christmas fart will land. And so then I tried to extend that to a one act play about 40 minutes long. Oh man, even that bombed. Well, no, I didn't even make it to the stage. I sent it to a theater festival and I love their response to me. It was the Broadway Bound Theater Festival, which is a pretty good one. And I actually really do recommend it because they're a nice group of people and they really, really care about playwrights from, from what I've heard. I haven't done enough research, but from what I've heard and their response to me, I'm like, oh, that's very thoughtful. They, <laughs> they wrote, quote, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but I think it was something along the lines of, we really wanted to believe in this story and laugh, but in your attempts to make it funny, it did the exact opposite, and we just got lost. So I was in a bit of a rut when I first moved to New York City, because I, I think that I'm funny, and I really could not translate that on paper. So what did I do? I started taking improv classes, taking sketch classes, political comedy classes, which were so not my thing at all, by the way, not my tea, can't do it, but I respect it, but it's a hard, that's hard. And then started performing improv. I started reading biographies about comedians. I made it my mission to just improve my writing. And then I got all my funny friends involved and then they would help me improve my writing with ideas. And we just moved on from there. And so anyway, my point is, I think that just write it, get people on your team. And then when you produce it, I'm sure you will, you can produce it anywhere. You can produce it in your living room. You can produce it at your high school. I'm sure, I'm so sure that, well, I'm not sure, but I mean, you know, what would it, what would it hurt if you just say, hey, can I do my short play in front of the musical? I don't know. I don't know if they do it, but they might. Oh, and if they, if they do, don't make it a hard set because that's going to be expensive. <laughs> 
that's going to be a pain in the butt to build the set and then have the musical. I don't know. You know, Disney, they have little shorts before their feature films. Why not throw one in? Um, but I'm, I swear I'm going somewhere with this. So the reason why I say this is because in these rehearsals, it is so obvious that the group of people that we have on board are by far some of the most talented and driven people that I've ever worked with. And I'm honored to be in a room with those who just walk in and are ready and are passionate and excited and going for it. It's just a group of people who come in with new ideas and then we talk about what works, what doesn't work, and then we all work together to fix it. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm lucky to be part of it. And sometimes a little bit intimidated because they're really, really talented. I know that I wrote it, but I mean, you know, seeing it come to life, it's intimidating. Rehearsals have been fun. Barrett, he is doing the voice for uh, John, the character of John in our album. Barrett is also in Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And he's doing voice acting for us and singing too. I'm so grateful for what Barrett did. He set our production up with a two-time Tony-nominated actress, Allison Frazier. She contributed her voice to our album today, and it was pretty simple. We, I don't want to give away what we did. I just want you to buy the album and listen to it, because it's worth it. Um, Allison was so great to work with, and you can tell just from working with her why she's so successful and why she has such a good reputation. She comes in, she's ready to go, she's funny um, and then when we start getting in the studio she just she's on top of it we're throwing ideas around Barrett has ideas I have ideas even the regular the producer had some ideas the guy that was the engineer it was fun it was just us having a good time in the studio and really really successfully trucking along and having her contribute to our album I, I'm not gonna spoil it but I just want to say Oh man, wonderful actress to work with. And I was really excited and nervous. When I'm around people that are famous, oh, I'm so nervous. I uh, get all quiet whenever I'm nervous. So I just kind of sit and I stare and I smile to show that I'm having a good time, but I don't talk because every time I talk, I'll like stutter, I'll say something stupid and it's just not gonna work out. So that was Allison. You'll hear about, you'll hear her contribution not going to tell you what it is, to our musical in the album. That's out October 4th. We have a 54 Below show, by the way. October 4th. Tickets are at goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. If you use the promo code MORNING5 altogether, then you'll get five bucks off. That expires Monday, though, so use it fast. Use it fast. Get your tickets now. Everyone gets a free album and a gift bag from our sponsors. Hold on, I'm holding Taco Bell and I'm moving it to this other hand because I got a Diet Coke. Not that I think Diet Coke works, I just feel like it makes me feel better than Mountain Dew. Mentally, like not really, it just makes me feel like I'm not gaining weight <laughs> with Diet Coke. I don't really know the math behind it. All I'm saying is that my left hand is really cold from that holding the Diet Coke a few blocks. So I'm moving it to my right hand. So that's Allison Frazier. And okay, so that was today, Friday. Well, you're listening to this tomorrow on Saturday. When tomorrow on Saturday is when we have 
one of our, I think, final two, final three, we might add one more, rehearsals with the cast. And tomorrow we're going to be going over the songs that we knew last year. So the actresses that we already worked in are coming back, and we're just going to kind of reteach them some things because Jackson, uh, the new music director, co-composer, you know, arrangements as well, he did change some stuff, and it sounds really cool, and I'm really excited to see the new changes with the same singers. And they catch on so quick. I mean, these ladies have been with us for, oh my gosh, a year and a half. So I'm really excited to see, uh, not see, to hear. I'm excited to hear it. But backtracking to Wednesday, that's when we recorded half of the album. And I want to bring on Jackson or Max or Clint or Cam or Diane. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's so loud. I'm in New York City. But this is the only place I can record a podcast. <laughs> okay, is it done? Maybe I'll take a deep breath. I've been walking fast. Oh, yeah, deep breath. Okay, so on Wednesday, um, it was awesome. So we recorded six songs in a period. Sorry, I'm going to repeat that because that, that lady was loud. We recorded six songs in about... Ooh... Ooh, let's see, we got there at 10, we were done by three. Five hours? Six songs. They're wizards. Um, no other way to say it. These guys are magic. They are unicorns. They were on top of everything. Jackson, the musical director, had it organized and ready to go. Cam, the guy that recorded everything, was ready. The band was on point. I'm so grateful. It's magic, they're magic. We only had two rehearsals, and they just nail it. Oh, man. And it was cool because I really just sat back there and I brought the coffee and I made a joke to someone. I'm like, producers are kind of like interns, you know? Get the coffee and you hang around and you just make sure things are going well, but you don't really contribute. And then, um, and then you write the check. So that's not an intern. So I keep joking that I'm an intern, but I'm having a blast. I'm just having fun watching everyone record. It's just so fun. It's uh, just so impressive. So I'm really happy. And I mean, Jackson just comes in and owns it. And then the band just nails it on the first try. So I'm impressed. And I hear it sounds good. When I get a little sample, I may or may not showcase it on the podcast. TBD. Okay, so that's music recordings. We have five more to go. And we're going to record those on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. And the cool thing is, too, I think I posted about this on Instagram. We recorded the album in a church. So the um, a wonderful church in Brooklyn agreed to let us rent out their space and record the music. And it sounds wonderful. And Max, the drummer and associate producer, he's really the one that led the way with communicating with the church making sure we can get into the room, testing out the room, and then getting everyone together on the band side to make sure everyone was confirmed and rehearsed. And yeah, such a team effort. I, I gotta say, you know, it's it, surrounding yourself with wonderful people. It's the best. Okay, and then, oh, was that it? Is that it for rehearsals? Oh, look at that, it's it. All right, well, I'm almost home anyway. I'm out of breath because I'm walking up some rough terrain right now. But buy a ticket for Good Morning New York, a new musical. The promo code MORNING5. GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com is where you can buy the ticket, buy a shirt, 
Bye, Mug. All right, happy Saturday, and I'll talk to you soon.